Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another episode here of the podcast, Multiple Voices. And I'm here today with a person who is has a quite a special profession and expertise, let's say. Lori Ann Campbell. Lori Ann Campbell, say hello to our guests. <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for coming today. Let me introduce you first of all. Um, she has many stories to tell, she says, and I'm sure she's going to tell us a lot of things. She has her own business about creating her home, own business. But what uh, struck me about her is that um, she is an analyst of handwriting. She has a master's certification in handwriting analysis. And she he's, she's learned a lot about herself through her journey over the years. And what I really would like to talk about is that, you know, she tells me, oh, I could talk about anything. And it's always wonderful to have a good laugh. And I will, you know, we will have laughs. So let me say, first of all, where are you located? I am in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, which Ah. is just next to Toronto for anybody who doesn't know where we are. Most people know where Toronto is. Is it starting to get very cold there? We have our ups and downs at this time of the month. So today mm-hmm. it's not too bad, but it is winter jacket now yeah. season. Yeah. And snow will be, it's just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, as all of us, every, every person on this earth who has, who walks on this earth has a journey, you know, and, and the metaphor of a journey is very appropriate because, you know, you have those potholes and no matter how good you are and how diligent and how responsible and how much you study you you fall into the shit <laughs> you really do we all do and and uh, like you i have and so as all our listeners have but uh, what's interesting is this handwriting analysis what brought you to even think of that well when i was 9 years old my mother had two books i still have oh. those by the way oh. so that's like 50 years ago <laughs> and the books mm-hmm. are older than that even uh <laughs> And I read through them and it fascinated me. What were the books about? uh, They were about handwriting analysis. Uh So how to uh, figure out people's traits through their handwriting. Ah. And so 
as I got older and I had children and I had to have a guardian, I went back to that to hire my nanny. Uh -huh. And interestingly enough, I picked the right one because I could tell that there were some with different characteristics that were not conducive to what I feel would have been good for my children. Through then, her handwriting. Through handwriting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this and is before from, you became an analysis, an analyst? Before I became an analyst, yeah. Mm -hmm. So just a, I was intrigued by it. And then I was running my auto repair shop. and An uh, auto repair time. shop. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting her had, hands dirty. Getting, uh, I love cars. Oh. So... <laughs> Uh, at that woman. time, I was, you know, breezing through the internet and I typed in handwriting analysis and there it was handwriting university. I went, yes. Oh, wow. So, well, where was it? Do you mind sharing that? Not a problem. Uh, handwriting university is out of California and uh -huh. uh, the founder is Bart Baggett. He's also an author and now mm -hmm. he's actually doing comedy. So he decided oh. to do a little bit something different after all the years of doing handwriting. Branching so, off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's but where there, it all there, I mean, Okay, so there is this university, and I'm sure that some people go there. But how many are there in the world, or how few? You're, you know, really top-notch analysts. There aren't that many. I mean, it's you know, you hear about it, but really, ultimately, there aren't that many that have mastered it. Uh, my mentor, Doc Grayson, unfortunately, he passed away a couple, a few months ago. Uh, but he was wonderful. And he was one of the top ones. He knew every aspect because in handwriting, there's different styles. So there's the gestalt and there's walkers and he knew all of them. And believe it or not, within the handwriting community, there's even a little bit of no, no, that's the right way. And that's not the right of way. Course, of course, of course, like a little. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you probably each know each, I mean, you all know each other. Definitely. It's a very yeah. small world Community. when it comes down to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you, when, how long ago did you, uh, I don't even know what to say. Did, did you finish, I guess, finish the degree? Okay. So I, in 2012, I got mm -hmm. certified as a handwriting analyst. Mm -hmm. and graphotherapist. It comes, How long uh, did that take? How long did that take? It takes as long as anyone would like. You can get it done within a year or two years. Ah. With, in my case, I was taking my time and mm -hmm. I took four years and then I went to Chicago to do my, uh, my final exam, which was really exciting. That's when I met Bart and I met Doc and that was really oh. fun. So you, and, you, you mentioned a graphologist. Is that, did I catch that? I uh, Graphotherapist. Graph Graphotherapist. Yes. Oh. So ultimately what that means is that uh, because it's all, your handwriting is all based with your neural pathways. And so at the tip of your fingers, it's just like when you're driving, you drive automatically, you write automatically, but your characteristics are automatically put into your writing. So there's certain things that you can change your writing and it will change the way that you that you act. So let's say, uh, I'll give you an example. So if you yeah. have a T bar, uh, you've got a T and the T bar is low. Okay. Right. Uh, going across, that means low self-esteem mm -hmm. by, by practicing. And it takes a lot. Cause I had to do that. Mine was midway. So it wasn't low, but it was midway. So I wanted to hire my self-esteem. You have to practice it. Yeah. But eventually your self-esteem rises with that practice. Uh. 
You know, so it that's sounds, what grapple therapy is. It sounds very similar to what I say when I work with people's voices. Your voice t- says a lot about you, but this yeah. I had never dreamt. I don't. I mean, I'm a woman who, if I told you how many ha- fountain pens I have in my home, <laughs> you would. And of course, we don't use them anymore, you know. But I, it's a fetish. It is. It's yeah. a fetish. I like writing tools, and I, I like journaling, and I have my journal, and it's on paper, and I have certain pens and certain pencils. I love pencils. Um, when you talk about um, analysis, is it of any kind of medium that people write with? Could it be pencils? Could it be ink? It can. It can be any medium. When we're doing one, though, if somebody's asking us um, or asking me, but this is what we were taught that makes it best, and I believe in that, uh, blank paper yeah. and a ballpoint pen, pen gives you the best ah. uh, you know, results on the, on the accuracy, uh, as well as cursive is a lot more accurate than print. You can still do handwriting analysis on print, but it's a lot harder. You mean print when people have a style that is printed? It's more box yes. letters. I see. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of men will, um, interesting yeah. fact, a lot of men write in capitals and uh-huh. writing in capitals because in general, it reflects someone who does not want to show their true self and their emotions. How interesting. Yeah. How interesting. All right, so now I'm going to get, I want some secrets here. <laughs> because, um, well, I grew up half of my life in the United States in the first half. So all of the grammar school and, and learning how to write. And I specifically remember penmanship, it was called then. Penmanship. Mm-hmm. And I remember all the circles and, and that we did. And, and, and over the years, I noticed, oh, yes, he or she's an American because that's the way they learned. It's slanted. It's from... Mm-hmm. right to left and upward slant and uh, not so when i moved to italy italy they have nothing uh, like penmanship and i can't, still to this day i can't understand what people write but um in that case when you have that sort of imprint where there is a school that teaches penmanship or handwriting do you still see differences absolutely uh, and interestingly enough, I understand what you're talking about because I lived in Turkey for four years. So mm-hmm. I was going to a Parisian French school, the writing uh, people in Turkey, they write in a different style than we do in North America. Yeah. But uh, that's one of the things in my master's certification, we studied all the different, so like the European ah. and, and the different areas. There are certain things that are universal though. So let's like, say like what you take an O. Yeah. So some people will have a loop on their O. Some people will not have a loop on their O. Oh. Some people will have double loops on their O. Oh. Right? I, on I'm a trying D. to imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, even on a D, some people will put a little loop. Even if we're taught not to do one, they do end up having a loop. Mm-hmm. So a D with a loop in it generally means that they have, uh, they're, they're sensitive to criticism when it comes to their um, their Bodies? looks, their yeah. looks. And, and yeah. are you talking about a small D? Yes. The small, uh-huh. mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So it goes down and then up and then down again. Down. And uh-huh. I know what we were taught, it was a single line, but we ended up line. looping them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I often yeah. loop them. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm lots the, of looping. <laughs> I loop a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and the tease loop means that there's a, a sensitive to criticism on the intellectual side. Oh, dear. And which, which is funny because I've noticed my writing, I, the, you know, my tease will be closed, but then sometimes I feel a little bit like, oh, I'm off and my, and I'll see the loop come into my teeth. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. Stop that. Close it. Close it. Close it. (laughs) So you must write a a lot. I mean, beyond just the grocery list. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always taking notes all the time. Always. Handwritten notes. Yes. And I've got so many of these books and I just ended up throwing out a few because I think I had a stack, like three stacks like this. And I'm going, I'm never going to go back through them. (laughs) You mean books of, of notes that you took? Just notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like, you know, three feet tall, and, and I had to go through and so get rid of So why of would you want to throw that out? Why couldn't uh, I couldn't uh, separate from it's something called, like that? I know. <laughs> it, it's, it's called, uh, you know, decluttering. So the ones that were... <laughs> yeah, right? I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that, yeah. that were important, because there were certain ones that were specific, some of them were just yeah. like, you know, oh, scribble here, scribble there. So those right. ones I, I removed and the other ones... Speaking of which, I have every single letter that everyone wrote to me since I was 11 years old in a box. That's oh, my no, only that, hoarding. You didn't declutter that, did you? No. That's oh. my only hoarding. <laughs> yeah. Letters from my grandfather, my great grand aunt. Uh, so, and it's fun to go back and do handwriting analysis on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. that is priceless. Priceless. I'll yeah. make you laugh. It just came to mind. I lived in New York City many years, and um, one of the jobs, apart from, you know, I was studying, so you do, and freelancing, so you do anything, you know, any kind of thing. And one of the jobs that I had was working for a man who was an art collector, and he wanted me to translate letters that he had uh, not letters, well, the printed postcards from the 19th century, and and they were in French, or they were in Italian, or they were in Spanish, and so he'd ask me to translate it and type it out, and that was fascinating for me, too, L- reading what they were writing, you know, not only that penmanship, but it was fascinating, fascinating, the stories behind the love, the, this one for the other, you know, fascinating. It was the best Beautiful. money I made. <laughs> it, was the, it was the most fun. <laughs> I felt like I, I lived in the museum. I was going to say something like that, even if you're not getting paid as much as another right. job. It is yeah. the best money that you It is. Paid. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. I love it. Mm. Yeah. And, and back yeah. to the O's quickly, just so that I can give you an oh, idea. Oh, the O's. Yeah. Because I think that that's fun. And so if it's a double loop, beware of those people because they're generally liars. Oh, 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 now wait, the double O loop, you mean yeah. Um, yeah. circling the O twice? At the top. So you At know how top. you do, yeah. So you can come into the O with a loop, you go down, yeah. around, and end it up with a loop. Okay, so it's it's a double loop for So for they talk a double loop at the top, that's usually somebody who's a liar. Now we, we joke around, we say a lot of lawyers have that O. Uh-huh, yeah, well, <laughs> I can imagine. But it's... It's, it's their true. job, right? <laughs> and if wow. the loop is to the right, it's self, um, it's secrecy. Mm-hmm. And if it's to the left, it's self-deception. So those are the little things that you can pick up on. 
Mm-hmm. So, so let's say um, I imagine that there is quite a request for people like you in um, forensics, I would imagine, or in some kind of, uh, you know, working as an interpreter, I was always in on these uh, investigations and, and, you know, light on asking questions. But in that case, if you look at people's handwriting, I think you could get a right wouldn't wouldn't you say i mean i'm sure that there would be a need for that uh, close closely linked to police work or investigative work uh there is there's a certain training though that's required for that which uh, i haven't reached that uh that point would, for the forensic so what would be included in something like that what kind of you know further training uh to take the police forensic uh, courses. So they do have them, but which covers a bigger scope of forensics ah, and see. handwriting is just a little piece of oh, it, but oh. that would give you the qualifications to move forward with that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So hands, hand, I could understand handwriting would be a, a little piece of it. Um, it I, I'm trying, I don't know what to ask because it, it's on the one hand, it's entertaining to, to know these things, but on the other thing, they're serious you get information from that i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's similar to, to looking at someone and in okay, getting a first impression and then you're looking at the handwriting and you're getting have you ever uh well just you said you're the nanny you didn't you know that, that you, she had qualities you didn't want her, her to have if she had to deal with your children did you have another um or other occasions when something like that happened that you were literally shy, not shied away, but scared from scared off from someone. Not so much scared off. I do know that uh, I was a service advisor for several years. One thing that I found the handwriting was really good for is they, all of my customers had to do a sign a, um, a work order. They have what to is, sign what it. What is a service advisor? Uh, dealership. So I bring the people in when their cars need to be repaired Ah, okay. at okay. a dealership. Uh-huh. And so with the work order, they have to sign. And so it would give me an idea of what kind of customer I'm dealing with. Uh-huh. So whether they're really tiny writing means that they're going to need a lot more detail. If it's big and loopy, it mm-hmm. means that they're, you know, keep the details away. Just tell them, you know, mm-hmm. this is the what facts. you need. Mm-hmm. Right. And did you uh, find that to yeah. almost always to be true to what you had initially yes. thought? Mm-hmm. Yes. She's absolutely. nodding her head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, uh, it, it was a great tool for me because it helped me to know how to deal with that customer. And, and that's important. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm thinking yeah. as you're talking, I'm thinking of an anal. I don't know if they're called. Oh, a sommelier, a sommelier, sommelier who's, who is a wine taster. It, I, I would put that along with the wine tasting because um, it, it, on the one hand, you would think of it as a hobby, but you write every day and people mm-hmm. drink, at least in this country, in Italy, they drink wine every day and you've got to know what you're doing <laughs> to do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 The, um, when you speak to that, there was one handwriting analysis I did mm-hmm. and uh, the young gentleman, I could see there's, you know, specifically, and it's not in a lot of writing. Actually, one of my ex-boyfriends had it too, is mm-hmm. uh, this little tiny curve that shows jealousy and severe ah. jealousy. Oh, and yeah. 
uh, and you could tell that he had some um, some mental issues. And I found out that he had uh, schizophrenia. Uh huh. And tell us how. What did the curve look like? The the squiggly that you're talking about. Okay, so you know when you start a W at the top. Yeah. So when you're coming in, there's a little tiny circle at the top. Ah. Oh, it's very particular. before it comes down. So very yeah, little yeah. tiny before it comes down into the W and over. Yeah. Particular. Yeah. Wow. And it's so, not it's not very common, but if they if someone mm -hmm. has that, then they're very jealous. And this gentleman unfortunately ended up uh, through jealousy, ended up killing his wife. Oh dear. Uh, oh dear. I was afraid to ask. I, I didn't good thing see he's that an coming. Ex. I mean, <laughs> yeah, good I'm thing going, he's Whoa. an ex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not my ex boyfriend. This was Oh, young oh this is another <laughs> Yeah. Wow. No, my ex, my ex, no, he just, uh, that was why we broke up because it, he was just, his jealousy was, they, I don't know if too many ever heard squiggly of lines. <laughs> yeah. The Othello syndrome. If you haven't looked that what up, is that? Up. Uh, I think I've heard that. Um, yeah, tell us what the Othello syndrome is. It's severe jealousy and basically to the point where, um, if you look at, if you're with a, a person, doesn't matter male or female, yes. if they have this, and you look at a person while you're with them, they're going to accuse you of wanting to go to bed with them. And oh, like it's that, that's ex, that extreme. It's, it's quite uh -huh. extreme. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's a culture-based um, quality as well, because as you described it, I thought that's pretty common here. <laughs> People do look at each other and they, you know, the Hispanic people, red blood, you know, Italians, Spanish, they, you know, <laughs> this is very common. <laughs> but I, I like, I'm, I'm glad we're both laughing. <laughs> I know, right? Right, yeah. But I used to laugh with him. I used to say, you know, it's like Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater had a girlfriend, couldn't keep her, kept her in a pumpkin shell and there he did not keep her well. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You feel so confined. You can't do anything. You really yeah. are scared to talk to anybody. And look at anybody. Rage. Yeah. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so they have the squiggly lines. They're jealous ones. Yes. Yeah. All right. So yeah. remember, ladies, keep yeah. that. The little, little circle at the top of the W before it comes down into its first U shape. Get rid of yeah. them right away. Yeah. Right away. <laughs> right away. <laughs> What about you can be friends. You <laughs> yeah. can be friends, but don't be in a relationship. Because my ex boyfriend and I are still really good friends, but I I wouldn't be able to be with with him again. Yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. children's writing? Have you ever had to deal with that, or or have you ever looked at that? Yes, actually, my sister is a teacher, and we talked about that. I gave her there was one of the books from Handwriting University. It was really good, and it was about helping children to write properly. Mm -hmm. uh, so that they don't build the characteristics that could be negative because mm -hmm. once they're ingrained as a child. Um, so you can see in children's writing and even in scribbles, I really didn't, uh, you know, that's not my expertise, but if you look at children, even two-year-olds or whatever in their doodles, yeah. um, if you look into it, you can actually see some of the characteristics. So like really sharp and round, 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 that mm -hmm. child has anger. If it's more, open and rounded that child is happy and so you can actually do that you can definitely find the characteristics of a child in even their doodles and their drawings yeah this is interesting and um, i'm trying to think how uh how possible it is to modify a, a, a young child's writing habits 
the way they hold pens and writing instruments. This is, um, you have to keep an eye, and uh, people are may not be that sensitive to it and not even understand it. And of course, now after talking, you better bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to look at everyone's handwriting. <laughs> First thing, walk into a classroom, sign your name. <laughs> Start looking um, at it. Forget the tarot cards. This is yeah. even more important. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and that's one thing too. People think it's a psychic thing. It's not. It is a science. It's been around yeah. for, for centuries. And yeah. we can't tell you the future. But the nice thing that I'd like to say is, however, we can help you to change your future. So like I said, if you've got low self-esteem, you stay that way, your future will be one way. If we can help you to build your self-esteem, that will change your future. Well, wait a minute. So um, I'm trying to think how you would coach somebody in the art of, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, because in all of the information I have about you, I, I'm not sure if this is there. Is it possible with the, your skills to uh, create a coaching um, service that will be targeted to people to coach them through their difficulties using their handwriting? Is that does that sound? Yeah. And yeah, have you absolutely. ever done that? Uh, well, in fact, I am a bulimia recovery coach, mm -hmm. and I do incorporate my graph graphotherapy. Ah, okay. So let's, so let's so. talk about that a bit. So uh, you suffered uh, from bul bulimia because I, in, in my pre-interview um, questionnaires, I always ask people if you had anyone you could choose and uh, that you could ask a question to, who would you choose and what would you ask? And you mentioned Jane Fonda and you asked about her bulimia. How did she get over that? And I wasn't aware that she was bulimic. And yeah, she when, was for, for many oh, years, 30 years, she was, and so was I, Uh huh. so I, I feel this sort of sisterhood ship with her, even if I've yeah. never met her. <laughs> so, um, so this is something that started when, in what part of your life? I started when I was 17. Okay. And it went up yeah. to, or is it an ongoing process that you live with it? It was. A couple of times I went off of it. Never did I have it. I have three children. I mm -hmm. went off my bulimia during my children. It made me so happy, happy and light inside of me. And I didn't even want children. So this was a blessing. Oh, how them. interesting. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. So so you are a coach for a yeah. bulimic. Are they mostly women or are they males as well? Yeah. Yeah, my clients are mostly women, but there is an increase in males coming out. I don't, mm -hmm. I think they were there before, but they wouldn't speak to it. But there's ah, okay. more coming out to speak to it. Yes. So they're little, literally, literally co coming out. And so yeah. you mentioned the writing together with your coaching. Um, mm -hmm. and, and how would that work? Again, there would be certain characteristics that you could see in the handwriting uh, and it's not proven 100%, mm -hmm. but there's been enough studies that we work towards that, uh, that you can actually see some of the details as to why, uh, what might be, you know, triggers in the handwriting it, it can show in the characteristics, what might be triggering uh -huh. that, because that's what bulimia is. It's a lot of that is to do with, you know, you have to remove the triggers. Okay. What could and, be a trigger? Could we talk about that? Uh, trigger could be 
feeling um, out of control under somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily that the other person is controlling you, but Ah, you feel like they are, right? right? So being around them can trigger that. Mm-hmm. And and bulimia starts off, yeah, we could say a diet gone wrong, but after a point, it controls you and consumes you. Mm-hmm. And it becomes something that you, you know, anger could trigger a, a ah. binge, um, mm-hmm. frustration, see. fear. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, so it becomes it, a very it, emotional attached thing. Does it have any similarity to binge drinking? I know they're two different uh, things, but it... it... Uh, for some reason, it made me think of that now because I know alcoholics who are defined as binge drinkers do not have a steady intake of alcohol, but mm. but they have a, um, an unhealthy intake all of a sudden and very dangerous it becomes. Does that have any corollary in uh, binging, in bulimia? I wouldn't say that I could see that as being mm-hmm. similar. I would say... Uh, if I were to equate what I could relate, I could relate to when I was bulimic more were the the bingers that mm-hmm. didn't purge. I could oh, wait, feel the wait, I didn't get that. You... I didn't understand okay. that. So you know the the overeaters, right? And but they're not they're not purging. So you can what, tell what do that you mean? they're overeating. What do you mean by purging? Uh, well, is bulimia it... is right, but you, clear you, you throw up. Okay, right. so the purging would be called that that process of That's eliminating. Right. Uh huh. That's right. And mm-hmm. so, but you can identify with somebody who's a binge eater more so than I couldn't identify with anorexics because I like to eat. Ah, oh, anorexics are the ones who starve who, themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's so fascinating. Different. And ha- have you found um, a? a positive side to using um your analysis of handwriting with bulimics are you yes definitely Mm -hmm. it's it's at the beginning of because of course my program is 13 weeks so this is Uh where we start and it gives them an understanding the other thing too is there sometimes things that are subconscious in my clients that they don't even know about but it comes out in their handwriting Uh uh-huh so it allows us to be able to deal with that as well so that's the beginning of the process and and then we progress from there so it has been definitely a positive and uh input to the program this is fascinating um a couple of episodes ago i had a guest on who's a coach working with horses and uh it it was fascinating and she was not she had not ridden ever in her life but she went into therapy i don't remember the name i think it was equine equinine or something therapy and it was fascinating so much by it that she then trained for it and now is doing that and so this similar you know it seems similar along these lines because it's a very sensitive subconscious you know emerges something emerges in the process when you look elsewhere than in the mouth you know or or in the brain and um this is it's interesting this is wow so many things so i i know that you've written a couple of books yes okay tell us about them tell us (laughs) about them so i've got three of them one is called happy i wrote that when i was 22 and i published it 30 years later self-published 
So uh, he, he's just a little, he's okay. a little character, a little okay. cartoon character. And the story is about finding yourself. So it's mm -hmm. an illustration. And then I wrote, uh, makeup, not required how to brand the true you. And in that uh -huh. book, there are some lessons about handwriting as well. Just oh, fun little exercises. Why? I mean, how did you link the handwriting with makeup and not makeup, no makeup? How did you well, do make that? Well, makeup, not branding yourself. Because one ah. of the big things is your signature also speaks to who you are. I right. My signature used to be a little ball. Like I, I was LAC in a little ball. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they said, well, that's because you're you're protecting yourself. Uh -huh. You have to open up. So now my handwriting, my signature is very different. It's more open and uh -huh. it does feel different. I love signing my name now. It's like fun. Going, <laughs> this is great. I'm trying so there's to things like that. While we're talking, I'm trying to move my uh, overlay of the lettering of, of my podcast, which is, which yeah. reads multiple voices on a slant. I don't know if you can see it. It's barely visible here up on the corner. Yeah, actually, I know I'm looking at the M I can slightly see there. Yeah, and the um, the first M is lower that the, the, the is um, let me the, put my head there. Yeah, the there you go. So There's the first mound, mm -hmm. right is smaller than the second the second. One. Yeah, right, right. That's self consciousness. Oh, Mm -hmm. What you want is the other way around uh -huh. so that the first one's higher and the second one's lower. That's diplomacy. Oh, diplomacy. What about yeah. that V at the top? I don't, can you see it here? It's right there. Yeah, that would be uh, probably a desire for, uh, to acquire things oh. because of the little curve that goes around like that. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating. It is fascinating. And of course, you know, after we hang up, after we stop, I'm going to start reading. <laughs> going to thank you so much, Lorianne, for coming, taking the time and You're coming welcome. on the show. It was fascinating. Fascinating. I appreciate it. I appreciate you asking me to be on it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wait a minute now. Where can our listeners find you? I have IamTheGal.com. That's your main website with the links yes. to your social media. So Lorianne Campbell. I will write that in the episode description. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thank right. Take care. Bye-bye.